Next Talk contains content of a mature nature. Parental guidance is advised. Welcome to Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim on AM630, The Word. Mandy is the author of Talk, and Kim is the director of Next Talk, a nonprofit organization helping parents cyber parent through open communication. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our video series and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? Today we're doing a show on suicide. Serious topic, very serious. We've done a lot of preventative type conversations, like if your seven-year-old comes and asks you what is suicide, how do we respond to that? And we've approached that, and I write about that in my book. But what we haven't really approached is I found a note. My kid has a plan. Like, what do I do? Like, my kid is suicidal right now. And so Kim and I are here, and we're not really equipped to answer that. Yeah, we're so um, blessed to have licensed professional therapist Jamie Mershon on this show again today. Um, She is great at talking about not just what to do, but how to have preventative conversations and finding the core reason why these scary and shocking things might be happening. And so, Jamie, welcome to the show again. Thank you for having me. It's great to be back. Absolutely. Um, So you walk in, you find a note, or maybe on social media, your kid has put something out there that makes you think, okay, they have a plan, or this is on their mind. Or maybe you hear from a friend that I think there's something wrong or scary. Yeah. What? I mean, that's really the question. What do I do? The panic sets in. What do I do? You're shocked and scared. Yeah. Yeah. What do I do? What do I not do? Yeah. Yeah. Normally, when we talk about this stuff, you know, when we find those scary things and we're in shock, we want to take the time to process them with somebody who can help us work through it. Mm -hmm. But in these situations, we don't always have that opportunity to take the time Time because it's immediate. So I think it's important to recognize that. But then it's also important to recognize you're listening right now. And so if you do come across this situation, remember, I am equipped. Like I have listened, I, you know, mm-hmm. I have some tools. Okay. So, um, well, and that's and what also we're going to do. Just knowing you're supposed to be this child's parent. God ordained you to be this child's parent. You know, this child and he's going to equip you with the right words and you equip us now with the professional yes. stuff. Yes. And just start with gratitude. Like, praise God. Thank you that, you I know, found it. Found I found it. it. Yes. So and my kid is still alive. Yes. yes. So start with that yeah. because that will help you automatically be like, De-escalate. Right. So once you once you recognize that, then speak calmly to your child and just say, hey, I found this. It is very clear that you are struggling. It's not even about saying the right thing or knowing the right thing. It's just recognizing I see you. Mm. I see your note. I see your pain. I see your struggle. I see that you want to go away. And so when I say that, that's always a really big question is, I believe that you do not want to go away, but I believe that you want a feeling or a situation or a circumstance to go away. So So you put it back on something else because Children or you know youth, they don't want to go away. Mm-hmm. They just but want, the they escape, want the thing they to go want away. The thing to go away. Yes, not so themselves. So if you can help them process that, and if you don't feel comfortable with that, 
then bring them to a counselor who can help them identify what they want to go away. But then also, when you think about many teens who attempt suicide, they do it during an acute crisis in reaction to some conflict with a peer or parent or yeah. a feeling or whatnot. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Like Agreed. Like, yes. Like life is over because mm-hmm. of this. Exactly. And they can't see beyond that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to give them hope in the moment. Like like I said earlier, like I see you, I'm here. Um, and it's it's just listening. But I think it's just that lack of hopelessness that they can't see it getting better. And so one of the things is right now, this sucks. Right now, you're hurting. Just using that word right now, because mm. in their head, the narrative is, I'm always going to feel this way. Yes, this is over. never going to go away. So their self-talk is in absolutes. So you can counteract that by right now. And so one of the things that I love doing with clients is going back to Ephesians 4, and it's renewing your mind, and it's putting off and putting on. Mm -hmm. And so when a child is in suicide mode or crisis, they're thinking thoughts from the enemy. And it's putting that off and putting on what does God say? And so examples of that is put off, I am a mess, put on, I'm human. Put off, I can't do this. Put on, I can do hard things. Put off, I'm a failure. Put on, I'm learning. Put off, why is this happening? And put on, what is this teaching me? Put off, I'm forever going to feel this way. Put on, right now I feel this way. Mm. And so this Again, may that not... word right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, I yes. And so, you know, in the moment, you're like, Jamie, that is not realistic. I'm not going to say that stuff in the moment. And you may not, but... When you get your child help and as you start working through this, that is a great tool to help kids just reframe their thinking. And I love it because it's so biblical when you go back to Ephesians 4. Well, what I love about it is it's a good tool for any parent who has a kid that says, I'm a failure. Mm -hmm. You've just given us what to say in response to that. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, something. Suicidal or not. Yes. 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 I also, what came to mind, it just was so strong when you said about I see you, Mm. is I feel like in our culture right now, we're moving so fast. Yes. And there's so much going on. Yes. And we're looking at our phones and we're looking at our computers computers and our, our heads are down all the time and yeah. we're not taking a moment to really see our kids and yeah. look them in the eye and hear them and just be with them and process what's going on or what might be going on. Exactly. And that to be seen um, and understood is what they're wanting. Exactly. And you like when you're offering help, that can just look like listening. Yes. You don't need to solve the problem or even give advice. It's just being compassionate, I love that. non-judgmental, yes. and concerned. And you can even use the word suicide. Talking about suicide does not cause suicide. So avoiding the topic could have them feel alone and uncared for. Mm. So ask if they have a plan because that's always a telltale sign. If they have a plan, it's premeditated. They've thought about it, yeah. especially yeah. if it's a plan that involves immediate like a gunshot. Yes. You know, sometimes pills can be more of a cry out. Not always. So I'm not saying that because there are successful suicides with pills for sure. But if it's something immediate and very violent, it's they want to go away. They, you know, are done. And so I think it's important that, you know, ask them, do you have a plan? As hard as that's going to be, 
um, it's very telling of how immediate the situation is. Mm. Well, and I would say to that, parents, you have to stay calm no matter what they say. Exactly. Like and if they have a plan, you can't gasp. You can't break right. down. You can, You have to Don't say, make it about you. thank you right. so much for, for opening up and telling me. Exactly. And the in your courage. Head, I would say go back to your point number one, say thank you, God, that yes. I'm catching this now. Exactly. That's what you're saying in your head mm-hmm. when you're hearing yes. their plan. And it feels out of control. And so one thing that's really helpful is when the situation feels out of control, remind yourself, what can I control? I can control removing lethal weapons such as guns, locking up pills, aware of kitchen utensils, as well as ropes. So the things you can control, control. I can put my child in the car and say, I love you too much to just listen. We're going to go to the emergency room and I just want to make sure that we're okay. I'd rather have you mad at me than something happen. Mm -hmm. I love you too Mm -hmm. much not to take you in if you feel like it is that immediate of a situation. Mm -hmm. Um, So get support in your life um, that can help you come alongside of this. And that support might be immediate where it's the emergency room. And if you feel like it's one of those things where they're just having thoughts, but they're like, I wouldn't actually do that. But sometimes I do have those thoughts. Regardless, you seek professional help even when the immediate crisis passes. That would be like a next day call. Like, right. Then if, you're, yes. if your child is, you know, they don't have a plan, yes. but they're mm-hmm. confiding in you, well, sometimes I want to hurt myself or I don't want to be in this life, then you would maybe sleep with them that night exactly. and the next day have a call. Yes, and, the door okay. is open and mm-hmm. you sleep with them exactly like you said. I mean, be the crazy parent, you know, yeah. like be the one that goes too far because it's not, there's, worth, it. it's not worth it and there's nothing wrong with that. And then, you know, after you get a plan in place, after your child gets situated, get support for yourself. And that can be within your church, trusted friend, a counselor for yourself, someone to help you process this. And I often think that we have associated fear as this like really bad feeling. But fear is actually a thing that God has equipped us with to keep things on our radar and to keep us in tune with things. So if you're feeling fear, thank God, because we never want to come complacent like, oh, yeah, they had that night where things were really bad and now everything's fine. Oh, that's a so great point. There Jamie. should be yes. a sense of just fear like you have this valuable thing, which is your child. And if you have something valuable, of course you don't want to lose it. You don't want to like, you know, have become obsessed like, oh, my God, is today going to be the day. I'm not saying that, but there is a healthy amount of fear that keeps it us in tune with our kids. Well, again, it comes back to that complacency and Mm -hmm. moving so fast Mm -hmm. in the world that sometimes Mm -hmm. we don't really see people. Yes. And when we really see our kid and see them struggling, we need to be, we need to be like, okay, something's not right here. We need to address this because I'm fighting for my kid this way, you know? And then after you get the crisis under control, after you get the situation, just practical things that you can do every day with your child is just end each day with what went well today. Or talk about sunshine rain cloud. What was something sunny in your day? What was something rain cloud? So you talk about the good and you talk about the hard and you Mm -hmm. just normalize it. But when you or even like, let's talk about the rainbow, which is meaning what was something crappy that happened and how can we find the good in it? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, what was something that was unfortunate, but it ended up being okay. Again, that's helping your kids, you know, 
Look just for the good. Look for the good and reframe their thoughts, which is just, again, when something feels out of control, we can control conversations. We can control the relationship the we, we have with yeah. our kids. And even if it's just texting, hey, son, what was your sunshine today? Yeah. What was your rain cloud if that's more comfortable? Because sometimes conversations in the beginning may be a little awkward if that's mm-hmm. not the normal. Mm-hmm. So do what works for you. But I think that's really important. And it's just another place, too, where um, we've talked a lot about transparency. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned that sometimes people don't want to use the word like suicide. Yes. They're like, yes. well, then that'll put it in their head. Right. But would this be another time um, in the healing process or you know, just as conversation for your young adult or your kid um, to be honest about, you know, there was this time when I felt really overwhelmed Absolutely. or sad. And this is what happened. I felt like in that moment, it, it was over. Yes. Like, I'm not going to be able to go on and talking about how you come out of that and move forward and you were okay. Yes. And that you feel joy again. Yes. So it's like, I get it. I've been in the dark, mm-hmm. but you know what? Like God's been so gracious and I do have a good life. And I think it's too, like with the reflection framing is letting them know like life is not going to be perfect. It's going to be hard. So it's even like readjusting the expectation for kids. I think that they get on social media and they create stories on what they see on screenshots or people's posts. Like they're always happy or wow, they have so many friends. And really behind those pictures, that kid could be super lonely. But we start comparing and then we're like, oh, my life sucks or I feel so alone or Mm -hmm. whatnot. Mm -hmm. So it's important, again, that we help the kids look for the good. If you're just now tuning in, this is Next Talk Radio at 2 p.m. on AM 630, The Word. Next Talk Radio is sponsored in part by PAX Financial Group and listeners just like you. Everything we do at our nonprofit to keep kids safe online is accomplished through your donations. To support our organization, go to nexttalk.org and click on Give. There's big news if you are an investment client of USAA. Just recently, USAA announced that a Cleveland, Ohio corporation has entered into an agreement to purchase USAA Asset Management. They have always been an exceptional organization and will continue to serve our community well. But if you are considering a change, this might be the right time to look at San Antonio's PAX Financial Group. 210-881-5700, paxfinancialgroup.com. Investment advisory services offered through PAX Financial Group. Today we're talking about suicide. It's a big, um, scary topic in a lot of ways, but very important because it is the leading cause of death in the U.S., according to the CDC, across the board. Um, and so we brought in Jamie Mershon again um, to talk with us. She's a licensed professional therapist, and she just offers great wisdom on what to do and how to handle it, how to help our kids in the immediate. Um, but also, let's talk about some of the signs. Yeah. You know, what is it that parents might notice or be concerned about when that they might see in their kids? Sure. Um, so a few of them include sadness or hopelessness, irritability, anger or hostility, frequent um, crying, withdrawal from family and friends, loss of interest in activities. If you see a drop in their grades or school performance, um, it could be changes in their eating and sleeping. If they suffer from low self-esteem, um, drugs and alcohol use, 
Um, it can even be just unexplained or unusually severe, violent or rebellious behavior, just stuff that's out of character or just a drastic personality change. Um, it can even be talking or writing about committing suicide or even joking about it mm-hmm. um, or just almost romanticizing about it. Like, you know, gosh, life with God is going to be so much better or where you hear them talk about just, oh, I wish this would go away or, you know, I wish I would just go away um, or and just even giving away like prized possessions or if you see them escaping mm-hmm. on their phones a lot or mm-hmm. into the games. Um, those are all all things that we can be looking for. Well, and as a parent, I'll be honest, I've seen all those things. Yeah, <laughs> it was a list. Right? So, yeah. So what yeah. I guess the point being, <laughs> you're like, Help I'm me like oh, here. my goodness, I got to yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think the point being, it's easy to freak out yeah. and think, OK, well, my kid's suicidal. Yeah. No. Well, we all have yeah. those moments. Yeah. And our kids are all going to have those moments where something sure. on that list may apply. Yep. But it's the pattern, the trend. Yeah. More than one. And the length of time. So some of that stuff can just be like, oh, they're just irritable today. But it's like, you know what? They, this is not their normal. Yes. And so it's just knowing your child. Knowing, yes, being in tune with your child. But I think that goes back to the preventative because when that happens, you can say, hey, this is out of the ordinary for you. I've noticed you've been on Instagram for three hours today straight, and that's you don't normally do that. Yeah. Are you okay? Is yes. there something bugging you, trying to escape something, like yep. going on in the real world? Yeah. You know, just those questions to kind of draw some things out. Yeah, or even, you know what? You don't seem like yourself. I'm worried about you. What are, you, what are your thoughts about going to see a counselor? I've been to a counselor before, and, you know, it was really helpful. And this so, is like if it's going on for extended right, period of yeah, time. Yeah, just you're... being proactive and just saying, you know what? I wonder if it's time we bring in a counselor. I wonder if it's time. Because mm-hmm. they're not you opening know, up to you. Right. You're mm-hmm. trying and it's just not getting anywhere. Yeah. I want to ask a question about something we, we talked about earlier because we have parents of all ages of kids here. Mm-hmm. And the use of the word suicide. So I, when is too young? Okay, and mm-hmm. because I, I'm looking back on my family, you know, my kids now, they both know what it is. We talk about it regularly. Yeah. But with my oldest, you know, it really didn't come up until sixth grade. And she heard it at school and yeah. came home and asked me. And I felt like I was kind of behind the mark there. But, I mean, we don't want to also be saying to our four-year-olds, Absolutely. hey, suicide is with, right? And so how can we do this at different ages, I yeah. guess? And I, I know it's going to vary by family, but I just want to uh, kind of, I think we should approach that. Yeah, that's a good question. I think one of the things that I always like to keep in mind, if you have a child approach you about it, instead of offering what it means right away, just say, what do you think it is? Yeah, And then that will gauge what they already know about it. Mm-hmm. And so you know, you're like, oh, you do know what it is. Or you're like, oh, you have misinformation. And so I think that's a great place to start is what do you think it is? Or what do you know about that? And then you can, you know, correct it if they have a wrong meaning or emphasize it more on it. But if they're a little, you know, it, it kind of depends what their environment exposed is. Exposed to. Yeah, yes. and what if they're exposed to. they've had a family to. member and, yeah. Right, yeah. Well, and your kids are so different. Like, I, my uh, middle son, he asks things way earlier than my oldest. Yes. He just is in tune with the world in a different way. Right. And he will just flat out ask anything anywhere. Right. Uh, and so I think, again, knowing your kid. Knowing your kid. That's really what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, you know, when they're really young and they maybe they're exposed to something, you know, a, an uncle commits yep. suicide. And then yep. there's talk and you're mm-hmm. going to the funeral and all this stuff. Yeah. If a little kid asks you, I, I mean, 
in my mind, I think it's okay to be like, well, that's just when you hurt yourself. Exactly. You don't get as graphic. Now, as they get older, you can handle that and they understand this is a permanent situation. Yes. But you, am I on to some? I just want to make sure. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to think about like what their little minds can handle because you don't want to scare them yeah. and you don't want them to have fear like, oh, is this just what people do? Will you ever do this, mom or dad? Right. You know, Or like if we say, oh, this is what people do when they're sad. Well, then every time they see someone sad, then it's like, oh, gosh, are you going to hurt yourself? Yes. And so it's really selective of just like, you know what? When people are not feeling well, even that can be when they're not feeling well. Okay, so what does that mean? Is it when they're sick or whatnot? And so it's really calling it what it is, but just being cognizant of knowing your child and knowing how they're going to process that, but not putting fear in them. Yes. And I, I think what you said is so key. And I just learned this recently with um, my oldest son saying that's not something mommy would ever do or that's not something mom and dad would ever do. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't realize how quickly they go there when they right. hear information, whether it has anything to do with you or not. Um, they just imagine that happening in their own family or to their loved ones. Yes. And so I think suicide or any of these big topics, divorce, it's very important to present that as part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. And letting them know, you know what, honey, we're talking about it now and we might not talk about this for a while, but if it would ever pop on your head and you get worried about it, you know you can always come talk to me. And then let them know, like, you know, you don't have to go through this alone if this is a worry of yours or we can pray about this or whatnot. Um, and just letting them know that you're equipped and you're that safe person if they do worry about it or they're confused by it. Absolutely. I I love that. I would say, I guess I just want to follow up with that too. You know, say they've never asked you about it and your kids are getting older and older and older. In my mind, I mean, by middle school, you need to say, you need to use the word and say, or would you even say younger? I don't know. But I mean, I know in middle school, there are suicide prevention programs out there. Mm -hmm. And so I think if they're going into middle school and you've never approached it, you may want to have a conversation. Absolutely. I would say by nine or 10 start and then, you know, gauging the personality of your child or what they can handle, you know, that's how much you will give them the information on or like divulge about the situation. And it's just a, hey, have you ever heard this word? Yes. And do you know anything about this? Exactly. And if they say, I've never heard that word and I don't know anything about it, then you can just say something really simple like, well, it's when you hurt yourself. So if you ever hear about that, just come to me. Yes. Kind of, right? You Absolutely. don't have to say, when it's somebody, when somebody, don't say when somebody shoots themselves. or when somebody, Exactly. Don't, don't give detail. them plans. Yes. Exactly. Don't give them plans, but let them know. It's when people feel really, really sad and they feel like it's a rain cloud that's always over their head and the rain cloud's never going away. And if you would ever feel like there's a rain cloud and you feel sad or you feel like there's no hope, I would want you to come talk to me because when people get in those rain cloud, rain cloud places, they sometimes feel very scared or feel like they can't talk to somebody mm, and good. that there's no way out. So just let them know what that might feel like, you know, what depression feels like or yeah, what hopelessness feels well, like. Well, and when I have these que- these conversations with my kids when something like that, I'll say it's even more important when you feel that, you know, you're saying rain cloud. Yeah. But I'll say this is a red flag alert that you need to come tell me immediately. When you don't want to tell me, that's yes. when you need to push through the hardest Amen. and tell me. I love that. Um, and I say that to my kids all the time. When it's going to feel awkward and uncomfortable and you're afraid of my response, that's when you need to tell me the most. I love that, Mandy. That's when Satan 
you know, want you to keep it inside. Absolutely. And one of my favorite quotes, and I use this a lot in session, is now every time I witness a strong person, I want to know what darkness did you conquer in your story? Mountains do not rise without earthquakes. Mm -hmm. And it's letting kids know that earthquakes are going to happen. But from those hard, mountains will come and it will make you a stronger person. It's normalizing adversity. It's knowing that good comes from it. So right now, this doesn't feel good. Right now, this sucks. But you know what? Your suffering will not be wasted. And Elizabeth Elliot has a quote that I love, and it's, the deepest things that I have learned in my own life have come from the deepest suffering. And out of the deepest waters and the hottest fires have come the deepest things I know about God. Mm. So... It's just bringing it back to our maker and just knowing that he will not waste our suffering. It hurts. But that is why God's given us a savior. That's our need for Jesus because life is hard. Well, and prep your kids as they start getting into this middle school area. Tell them. I mean, I literally tell my kids, you're going to have your heart broken. A girlfriend or boyfriend is going to break up with you and you are going to feel like it's over. And that is when you have to come to me and we have to push through this to get like prep them for life storms. Yep. They're going to come. Yeah. We're going to get rejected. We're going to feel like awful. I want to, we only have a little bit more time, but I want to go back to what you said in the beginning because I think it was an amazing point when you said, right now, I had depression and cried every day with suicide, like it was bad. And the one thing I would call my mom every day, it, this, I was a grown adult, pregnant, and um, prenatal depression. I would call her every day and I would be like, This is not my life right now, right? And she would speak that to me over and over and over. This is temporary. This is a season. You're not stuck here. And when you said that, I just think that's so important. Even if our kids aren't suicidal, but they're depressed or they're maybe addicted to drugs, they're going through something that just feels like they're never going to overcome it. Just like you said, I just think the right now, this is right now. In five years, you're going to conquer this. Right. You're going to know God more. I love those quotes that you just shared mm-hmm. about how this is going to develop your little character. Yes, and how you can come alongside somebody somebody, and help them too because yes, you can relate. You through it. And so how God will use that. Mm-hmm. You can save another kid Absolutely. who's on the brink of feeling hopeless too. Yeah, and empathy. I mean, I think empathy develops from when we've been in the heart. Absolutely. And that is like just priceless in this world is just loving others and just being alongside of them. Well, in the end, that's what it's really all about. Yeah. Jamie, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Tough topic, but thank you for some really, really great tips that we can take away right now. Like literally. So helpful. We appreciate you being here always. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us on Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim on AM630, The Word. You are not alone trying to figure out how to parent in this digital world. We are here with practical solutions to help you. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our video series and podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? Next Talk.